Running Light Ministry Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. You can support these podcasts by making a gift to the ministries at runninglight.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Running Light Podcast with Katie Collins. Hey, hey. And my name's Bo Willette, and we call this the Better Pleasure Podcast for many reasons, but one of them is found in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, which is really interesting because Running Light Ministries comes from Hebrews chapter 12, Mm -hmm. but before that, chapter 11 talks about God being better. Mm. You know, God was better for Moses than all the things of the palaces of Egypt mm. kind of idea. Yeah. So that's why we kind of named it Better Pleasure. That's kind of our little tag, if you will. Yeah. You know, it's so good. yeah, it's a good one too. It's a good one. Because it's always the answer to everything. <laughs> it is. <laughs> right? Yeah. Better know? pleasure, better treasure. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm with Katie once again. This is probably podcast up in the 140s Jeez. somewhere. Rad. So we're, we're moving. We're almost in 150 already. What are we going to do for 200? You know, a celebration. I don't know. We maybe should do a group podcast. That'd be cool. You know, you, Peter, me, Lisa, Bethany. Yeah. And just do like a giant group one. Bicentennial? Yeah. It's something like that. Something like that. <laughs> you know, we all get rings. Yeah. But uh, that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun that now that uh, we, me and you get to do some podcasting yeah. and kind of just kick around things. Yeah. One of the things that we kicked around, and me and Peter's been talking a lot about the trans culture a lot. Mm. We just got done a, a podcast yesterday. I haven't even posted it yet, but it's about, uh, you know, uh, the influence of certain media, especially porn media, mm. uh, different branches and niches of porn that is very popularized in kids' uh Cartoons. Oh, gotcha. And so, uh, hmm. and how, you know, it, it can be kind of a, a way of educating. You know, mm-hmm. you could see a, a, a woman that it, it looks beautiful mm-hmm. and it, and it has a has a phallic, mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of go, whoa, but it becomes almost like normalized, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of idea. But uh, it's been fun talking about um, that topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I always enjoy it. But you, you said something the other day, or you mentioned something the other day that was really interesting. And I, I think would probably freak out a lot of uh, evangelicals in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's good to like talk through it. Yeah. Because I think there's something, uh, there's a truth that we can get to. Um, uh, and we'll be blown away with, mm-hmm. you know, as we kind of talk about it. So so share, like, what you were mentioning sure. to me. Yeah, so kind of this question, like, is Jesus trans? Because he exists both as our bridegroom, Scripture teaches, but he also walked in our flesh to understand humanity. So I was like, let's talk about that. Let's look at that. Yeah. You know, he's both the husband and the wife. He's both the guy and the girl. Yeah. And it's an interesting idea. And I, I think, yeah. <laughs> and I think many, I think in today's world, I think, I think many people can go that direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I think probably like in what's called progressive Christianity, it probably moves in this kind of way you yeah. know, where there's like, Hey, you know, there's a passage about Jesus being the bridegroom and, you know, but there also is passages about God, you know, uh, or that, you know, he took a form of a flesh. So mm-hmm. he's like, you know, his bride as well, mm-hmm. you know, kind of idea. And then there's 
talks about God being, you know, uh, a woman Mm -hmm. who cares for the children. Mm -hmm. And then there's talks about God being like a father. Mm -hmm. And there's this kind of nurturing back and forth is God trans. Right. You know, and I've heard that that um, that kind of idea. I think I've read it in an article at one point. Sure. You know, kind of thing. You know, and and to me, like, it's always not good to, like, use modern mm. vernacular right? Um, to describe something that the Bible just doesn't say. Right. Um, I think that's first, first, like, point, yeah. if you will, is, like, to say something's trans in the same way yeah. as the We culture. define it now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Don't you think that would yeah. be a little weird? Absolutely. I think... Um, we just, yeah, have to be careful with definitions and what we mean and yeah. what original context or content or whatever meant. And, yeah. And instead looking at, yeah, what, how do we then see those characteristics of God? Yeah. You know, like, it, does he have an identity and then moves in these ways and shows himself in these ways or relates to us in these ways, but they're not the core identity type, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because the Bible is always depicting the deity in human terms. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. The arm of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? He hides his face, mm-hmm. you know. And you could take that literally. Sure. Like, oh, God's got a face. And an and arm. God's got an <laughs> arm, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Jesus says the Lord is spirit, mm-hmm. right? God is spirit. Mm-hmm. And so we know that God is not some 900-pound human being right somewhere right and when scripture talks about him being like a hen a mother hen you know he's not literally a chicken (laughs) right right and that's good and so we use those yeah uh bible study uh rules you know for sure yeah which is called hermeneutics yeah yeah which is just how we study the scriptures we're using a human uh vernacular Mm -hmm. to describe someone who's not human Mm mm-hmm and uh, but in order to communicate it properly or to people, we yeah. have to use human kind of language, yeah. you know, and 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 that's all we know as humans, you know. Sure. So it's like that's how we're describing it. Yeah, I think you know. of isn't it um, eisegesis and exegesis? Aren't yeah. those other two cool words that yeah. one of them means you take from mm-hmm. exegesis? Yeah. And eisegesis you put in. That's right. So that would be kind of that idea of let's not eisegesis this with maybe a concept like trans or a word from our culture that we're going to impose in. Mm-hmm. Right. Would that be right? Kind of how you think about that? Yes. Okay. So like um, if you're, if you don't want to put your own kind of world mm-hmm. into the biblical text. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or else you're going to get, you know, that's where you start coming up with all kinds of interesting right. things. Where we have to look at the who, what, where, when, why in the context of what's being said. Mm-hmm. And then look at that first. Mm-hmm. We don't want to just pull something out and go, hey, let me now use it the way I use it in today's kind of way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, eisegesis, exegesis is important. Rules mm-hmm. to looking to studying the Bible, mm-hmm. um, to preaching and to yeah. teaching and all that. So I would say, you know, using the term trans is always a real rough one because mm-hmm. it, it carries with it a real interesting idea today. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Um, you know, something that the Bible doesn't know of. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. um, like in trans language, the idea of gender being a, a cultural um, 
if you will, idea. Yeah. And it's not a part of biology. Right. Um, it is just simply something that has been put on you by culture. Mm -hmm. So when someone says my gender, um, you know, I, I'm this gender, you know, that's something that like what is masculine, mm -hmm. uh, what is feminine, mm -hmm. you know, this has been put on you by your culture. Mm -hmm. And the Bible doesn't share that, that idea. Yeah. You know, when it comes to the root of the word gender, mm -hmm. uh, gene, mm -hmm. it's the idea of biology. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and so it's the idea of, you know, your genetics. Right. You know, who you are, your makeup. DNA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even, even studying the word, it comes from, um, it, it's the word gonad. Okay. You know, yeah. it's been used for gender. Huh. Uh, or we get gender from the root uh, that is in the word gonad as well. Hmm. So if someone's gonads mm -hmm. is a male, mm -hmm. you know? Right. That's usually, I remember as a kid, yeah. you, know, you got kicked in the gonads. Right, yeah, totally. It's a derogatory <laughs> term, man. You're, you know, whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, hmm. uh, so there's certain things that we say today that just yeah. aren't true in biblical worldview right you know yeah and that's the tension obviously for sure you know what else i was thinking too is like like jesus is the eternal son of god mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so he always remains the son of god mm -hmm. you know he took a body mm -hmm. and he takes that body into heaven mm -hmm. in the transfiguration yeah and he forever more has that body right so the eternal son takes on a body right takes that body into heaven and i guess my point is is that he's always been the eternal son mm -hmm. you know it's not like jesus transitioned right right and i think that's somehow gets into people's minds a little bit yeah I mean, what do you think about that sure yeah i think i think that this yes and i so we got to think about what yeah biblical worldview and, and that he always was and always is yeah. and there's this eternal nature of god that's mm -hmm. unchanging mm -hmm. um and so if we if he's unchanging i mean even right in that there's there's a always was and always will be yeah nature yeah there's not a fluidity to god yeah right yeah. and so it's it's um steadfast you know it it the, it's the string is always there you know yeah but i think i think what draws beauty in this to me is he chose to put on our flesh you know yeah and he he chose to know his bride yeah um which which we could say like jesus transitioned yeah like and I know that's still a little, maybe a hot button, hot button word, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what? But in a sense, he, you know, um, but that there is a, a truth in the idea that yeah. Jesus took on that body. Yeah. You know, Philippians chapter two, mm -hmm. right? He he humbled himself mm -hmm. to the point of being like a man, right? right? Taking on a body, right? Um, and in that sense, transitioned from dwelling with the father right who jesus longed to be with the father right right yeah and said man i can't wait to get back and mm -hmm. hang out with my dad mm -hmm. you know but so in that sense i could see the word transition mm -hmm. being used he transitioned from one place to another sure you know yeah but it, we have to be careful right that that eternal 
the the deity. Mm-hmm. It's not like he transitioned in deity. Right. Like his essential nature right. did not change. Right. Never will. Never has. Right. But he added to it humanity. Right. Yeah. Which blows our brains. We can't <laughs> fully yeah. understand. But he he remained. There's an essence mm-hmm. that never shifted. But then... So maybe it's almost even like, and it, I know it's all just weird, but like drag, you know, where you you put on, you know, yeah, like that 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 internal thing doesn't change, but you're putting on. But it's just, I don't know. I, I my my heart in thinking through this was to encourage, like, if you're in that spot of, who am I? Which am I? What am I? Yeah. Where am I? You know. Yeah. Um, but Just, what's, in, what's yeah, interesting is you use the term drag, mm. but it, it, and it's, 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 I know these are people are like, what, mm. yeah. you know, these kind of terms, but it's neat to think about this in the, in these ways. Yeah. Cause you kind of can debunk things that yeah. way too. Sure. It's like, you know, when I grew up going to uh, Santa Monica for yeah. the Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. on Saturday night. Sure. You know, Saturday in Santa Monica, it always had a big one. And one of the, the guitar players that studied music with me in university mm-hmm. played the transsexual transvestite. Yeah. You know, in the play, if you know anything about Rocky Horror, yeah. they do a play during the movie. Okay, okay. And, um, and so the college students would... There's like a club, you mm-hmm. know, and they would pick who's going to be who. And, mm-hmm. and it's like a really rip-roaring time, yeah. you know? But, uh, you know, he would play that, but he would put it on and he would take it off. He would put it on the outfit and he would take it off, Mm -hmm. you know. And in that sense, you know, there is no drag with God, Mm -hmm. right? God is not, Mm. you know, God the Son does not put on the body and then take off the body. Right. No, it becomes part of his nature. Right. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, and this is why it's neat, I think, using these terms. Mm -hmm. And I know it freak some people out a little sure. bit but this is why it's because c.s lewis talked about that we all are longing for something yeah you know in our heart for sure and you know we live in a shadow lands mm-hmm. and you know and it's so true that even all these behaviors that we find to be maybe radical you know people are pointing to something people are longing for something absolutely you know i want to be something mm-hmm. i want to be something and it's, you know, and then I got to take it off mm-hmm. and then I want to be something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people that are going through sexual transition, mm-hmm. you know, they're wanting to be something. Sure. They want to find that essence. Yeah. Who am I? Who am I? Yeah. You know, what am I? And, and the neat thing about, about God is God doesn't, God is complete in his nature. Mm-hmm. And when he adds to it a human body, mm-hmm. it's not that he's trying to find himself. Right. Or find his true identity. Instead, it's an act of love right. of actually drawing close yes. to his creation. I think that's the the defining departure is it's not self-focused. It's relationship-focused. Mm. Yeah. So he's always been that essence isn't changing, but in order to draw near to his beloved, mm. he'll put on her skin. You know, he'll know what it's like to be her. And then he'll forever be wed to that now. Yeah. It's just relational at its core. Yeah. And Not it, and like, who am I and what do I need to do to, you know, but it's, yeah. Yeah, and that's a good point. It's selfless. Yeah. It's it's uh, 
reconciliatory, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And uh, so, you know, that's that's another neat point is that God, in his essence, is complete. He has no need. He is sovereign. He has no need of any kind of alteration to himself. Mm -mm. The act of the Son uh, taking a body is the incredible example that God gives to his creation of uh, his love Mm -hmm. um, to literally uh, take that body and sacrifice, which offering means to draw near, Mm. interesting in Hebrew, Mm. you know? So he he draws near Mm -hmm. with laying down his body for them, you know, living a righteous life. Yeah. And and we haven't even got to the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Right. Right? Right. And now I just want to go off on this whole husband-wife Husband laying down his life, entering his wife, knowing her, you yeah. know. I mean, it's so amazing. Yeah. But the husband never changes his identity. He just becomes one flesh. I mean, you know, yeah. it's just it's In incredible. a sense, a husband finds his femininity yep. in his wife. Right. And a wife finds her Mask. masculinity, right. right? Right. In her husband. Right. And, and it's like, you know, uh, me as a husband... You know, I can get kind of jaded with maybe one side of that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I can maybe even go masculine, you know, or become very feminine. Mm-hmm. And and that kind of idea. And it, even, a, like, assume a, a feminine role like my, my, my wife. Mm-hmm. Or my wife can assume a masculine role and, uh, and that kind of idea. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's neat that in Christian marriage, in the way God has laid it out, that we get to share in these kind of attributes right. to who we are yeah. with one another. Right. You know? You bring, you bring uh, each essence to, to the thing, but then you become one. Yeah. Just as Christ brought his essence, but then put on ours and forever is wed now in that unified. Yeah. Yeah. Which is radical. It's so radical. It's great. Yeah. You know, and Jesus says, hey, Father, may they become one with me as I am one with you. Right. You know. There's all this two becoming one, you know, kind of thing. And so that, you know, that someone in this space of transition or curiosity or whatever would know, like, you... this is not outside of what God wants to talk about, can handle, you know. Also that where this can all just be really freaky language maybe for some evangelicals, but like, you know. Yeah, but we have to have a, can bring we, it. Ha- we have to have a place where we can start talking about these right. things. And, you know, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. you know, things are the way they are in the world. And mm-hmm. this is how it's always been. It's like, I know people kind of freak now and and, and technology certainly has moved us forward in some of the ramifications of our thinking. Mm-hmm. So like, for instance, if you want to be a woman and mm-hmm. you're a male, mm-hmm. biological male, technology has made it possible for you to get some surgeries so right. that you can cosmeti- cosmetically look the part. Sure. And you know, yeah. that kind of idea. But the idea of someone wanting to be something different than they are yeah. has gone is, I mean, this is what fictional books have been on forever. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, mytho- Greek mythology. Mm. I mean, this is all wrapped up into all that. But I mean, um, I mean, I even say, yeah, all the way back to Genesis 3, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Um, Satan wanted Eve to be like God. Mm-hmm. You know, that desire to be something other than you are. <laughs> yeah, you can be. You can be yeah. something other than you are. And which is such a trippy yeah. thing. It's so early on in the Bible. Right there. And you know, it's weird. It's like, uh, you know, Answers in Genesis takes a lot of heat, that ministry, mm-hmm. Answers in Genesis. Sure. But because they always say back to Genesis. But yeah. isn't it so true? Everything starts there, though. I, I mean, it's the book of starting, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and it's yeah. Funny. It's you know, I always encourage people in my devotions um, that I do online is just to read through the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I try to show them through my devotions mm-hmm. just how I go through it. Um, but there's so much that can be answered mm-hmm. there. Isn't that weird? Eve, at the very beginning of the Bible, I mean, like page three, mm-hmm. like you said. Mm-hmm. Isn't that so weird? Yeah. You know, just so early on. Yeah. And there's that idea of, like, you can be. You can be. You know? Fill in the blank. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you go, man, you know what? Gosh, yeah, maybe maybe I can't be this. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should be this. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll make me more fulfilled, mm-hmm. more better. Right. You know, or more complete or more, you know, and it's funny. We're yeah. all, we're all emitting something. Oh, yeah. And, and like, like what, you know, whether you're going through transition or you're, you're emitting something by what you're affirming, mm. right? Meaning what you're affirming is this idea of, I want to be like this. Mm-hmm. But that's obviously a confession, too, mm-hmm. of that something's off. Right. Something's not quite enough. Yeah. Something's yeah. not quite enough. Yeah. And that's what she what she was faced with, was what God had given and asked of her, was that enough? Yeah. And all of a sudden it wasn't, and that fruit was all she could see. You yeah. Know? And it looked good. Right. And so maybe there, maybe he is withholding. Maybe there is something more, you know, and then doubt and, you know, creeps in and. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. I was reading about a lady who, um, she, some of her writing is like the, the prototype writing. It's like the, uh, of the, uh, queer movement in the United States. Yeah. And uh, I'll have to send you, sure, send yeah. you it, and let you read it. Me yeah. and Peter are kind of pouring through it. Yeah. But um, she's uh, a Jewish woman. Mm. Um, she's received many accolades for okay. her um, uh, activism okay. in this area, all the way from the '70s on. And she ended up moving to San Francisco and really laying down roots. Mm-hmm. She's very much part of BDSM, okay. leather community, pro-sex feminist. Uh, you know, but it, it, it just, it, it just, I was looking through some of her writing and, and just, it, it just struck me the, the longing yeah. for, you know, uniqueness, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, you know, just how we as human beings are so radically all over the place, sure. nuanced, yeah. you know, complex, complex, yeah. you know, where, um, you know, and, and mm. certainly technology has made these things, uh, you know, our inventions have made certain things possible. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we it, it, it opens up more doors to really move in a longevity in a certain sure. way. Sure. You know, where before you maybe couldn't do that. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but it just reminded me of when we were talking about, you know, you can be like yeah you know i thought man what is the like what mm-hmm. can you be like well there's in, in sexual talk you know and that's what we talk about mm-hmm. here yeah there's many different things oh yeah 
you know? Sure. And, and it's like, you go, golly, like, you know, there's just so many, like, ways and, 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 um, I don't want to say positions because that's kind of lame in a way, but, um, there's so many, um, like you can be with one woman, you can be with four women, you yeah. can have five, this, two, that, this, there, that, there. Yep. It, it just, it, it just seems overwhelming. For sure. Like we like we talked about decision fatigue then yeah. at some point. And then at some point, will, will there be an honesty to say, is it ever enough? If the original longing is, am I enough? Will any of these things we put on be enough? Right. Or is the real issue here going back to the way the designer, you know, laid it out? Yeah. And just our, 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 our difficulty with that. Right. You know? Yeah. And our, and our, and like, like Eve, our, our instability. Right. Uh, like, can I really be like, you hear like this idea in culture all the time, like, you know, being with one person your whole life, how lame is that? Right. Like, you know, who wants a, you know, especially from the feminist women's side. Okay. You know, it's like, who wants a sexless marriage? Mm. That's probably one of the most, that's one of the biggest arguments probably mm. for pro, you know, very pro-feminist, um, anti-monogamous marriage. Okay. Um, that's the, that's the number one, I think, is like, you know, a sexless marriage. Yeah. That you've heard forever. Yeah. You know? And you think like, man, well, well, how how much sex should someone have? Right. You know, that's a question. Yeah. And then, you know, like, what 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 are we talking about? Like, what do you like? You know, is it better for someone just to have a hyper sexual mm-hmm. kind of arousal all the time? Right. Um, where they want to, you know, I hate to use vulgar kind of ideas, but like kind kind of hit everything that's moving, right. you know, it's like, is that good? Right. Um, you know, like, um, you know, to me, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's like a very, it's a very vague mm-hmm. argument, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and it, and it takes me even personally, I've been in spots like that. Mm-hmm. Is it satisfying? Yeah. Brings me back to that. Or is it just this insatiable yeah. place? And then so is it truly fulfilling right. to scratch that itch, you know, or whatever, and be in that space? And, oh, this is no longer fulfilling, so then I'm going to try this. This is no longer satisfying, so I'm going to try this. Is this just an, a bottomless well, you know? Yeah, because at some point, no matter what decision you make with your sexual behavior, mm-hmm. you're going to have to face the same questions. Right. So say you go, yeah. okay, I transition, or hey, I'm gonna go this way. I'm gonna homosexuality. I'm gonna go this. I'm gonna go that. Yeah. I'm gonna go whatever. Mm-hmm. Polygyny. I don't whatever. Polyamory. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? But whatever you decide, you know, at some point, the same question is gonna have to be answered in your life. Am I enough? Yeah. Even if it's that. Am I enough? <laughs> is this enough? Right. Um, am I fulfilled? Right. Am I not? What does it feel like to be fulfilled? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what is that? What does satisfaction even really mean? Truly down in that core essence of you. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just, you know, are we talking about orgasm? Right. Like, is that what we mean? I mean, that's pretty fleeting, you know? Yeah. And there's a lot of your day, for the most part, that's not filled with an orgasm. Right. And so then what are we going to do? Yeah, you know, what the do other? we do? 
Yeah. You know? So it's um it's a it's very interesting that topic of yeah. you know what do I want to be? Mm-hmm. You know. And it I think it kind of it's cool how if you take it long enough it comes back to what am I here for? Why am I? Why do I exist? Yeah. You know. Those really existential questions. Right. Right. Yeah. That bring people back to this um, probably cognitive dissonance. Sure. Right? Yeah. Which makes them uncomfortable. Right. And then in order to deal with that uncomfortable feeling, yeah. we go to try to find ourselves again. Yeah. And and maybe mute that and say, hey, you know what? The nerve endings just need to be fired right now. <laughs> right. Because that's too big, too vague. Yeah, to deal with. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like a lot of us human beings, we struggle with just saying like, hey, I don't know. Or mm-hmm. I'm wrong, mm-hmm. or you know maybe this isn't the right thing, mm-hmm. and and you know over a course of a year years of your life, you know you realize that you know life is short, mm-hmm. and you know when you're in your fifties and sixties, I would imagine seventies, you realize you don't have much time, right? You know, and you know you have in or and people it seems like our world are are always trying to deal with death sure you know and the ramifications of their life Mm -hmm. you know and I would imagine many people um you know either look in the mirror and go and they just pride it up yeah like I'm doing it this is what I've chosen to be and and by golly I've done a great job and right you know and and they that kind of pride Mm -hmm. and that kind of and we have movements today called pride. It's mm-hmm. interesting, but mm-hmm. we, um, you know, it helps us to as human beings to be able to move forward mm-hmm. with what is the inevitable. Yeah. Right. You're gonna die. Right. And you, you know how? What was your life? Right. And and so the idea of what you want to be, you know, that Eve, you know, is uh, you know thinking about here yeah. with Satan. Is something that just constantly reiterates to us over and over and over, and it bothers us. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You well, know. and wow, how cool! You just brought up this whole thing of hey, we have to consider death, <laughs> our imminent death. You know, side of, and that's exactly what Satan promised her she wouldn't have to face. Isn't that weird? Yeah, trippy. How we're like, no, let's just be right here. Let's just satisfy these. Let's go for the orgasm. Let's let let you know maybe that mm-hmm. maybe there is a pushing off of. Hey, it's going to be over. What will it have been worth? And that's again the answer in Genesis. You know, it started there where that was his lie. You shall surely not die. Right. It's, yeah. No way. You can be like God. <laughs> right. And that a trip? Yeah. And in the sense of in, like God dictating your own thing. Right. Being your own judge. Who do you want to be? You what know? do you want to do? Yeah. Yeah, being your own sovereign. Right. If you will. Yeah. Right? And um Maybe that's the idea there. Yeah. You know, is being your own sovereign. Right. You know, not not being accountable. No, making your own choices, not being yeah. accountable. You know, whereas from a biblical worldview, we say, hey, my sexuality was designed by the creator. And so I'm going to surrender to that. And what is, you know, what is the blueprint for that? And I'll wrestle with that. And I'll have to, you know, fight through things and, you know, but that's where I go with it. Yeah. We we are accountable to that. Yes. You know. And and that's and and that 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 takes a a humbling. 
Right. Like it's humbling to say, hey, I like pornography, but it's not right. Right. It's not right. I like multiple partners. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not, not right. right. That's right. It's yeah. not the right thing to do. And I am not God. I am not like God. I'm not like God. So I will go back to what he said and I will yeah yeah and we have to not then, pride right humility right we're yeah. learning to submit we're learning to surrender right we're learning to confess yeah all these things that where that cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. is always fighting yeah but the answer to that cognitive dissonance is all these things right right actually like the peace is found yeah through the wrestling right yeah and through that humility yeah of just saying hey you know, this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and this is what maybe I've even blown it in. Right. You know, this is where my struggle lies. Mm-hmm. Maybe I masturbate 10 times a day. Sure. You know, whatever it is. Right. You know, but and this, but I know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that cognitive dissonance builds up. Yeah. And people get uneasy. Right. Like, ah, uh, yeah. you know, it's like I can't deal with this God thing, yeah. this morality thing. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw it off. Right. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Be your own sovereign. Mm-hmm. Right? And eat that fruit. <laughs> eat that fruit and you feel better. Yeah. Ah, uh, orgasm. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Threw it off the deity. Muted that. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. And really, the answer is the other way. Yeah. The answer is going, no. You know, it's like, um, you know, the answer is coming underneath and humbling myself with God. And understanding one thing about God, and that is God is long-suffering, mm-hmm. and he's gracious and is merciful. Mm-hmm. If God wasn't gracious and merciful, then, yeah, we'd have some cognitive dissonance. For sure. You know, um, and it would be strong. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, it's like it would be like, you know, you're breaking a law, and you, got, you know you're going to the judge. And that's it. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it's like, it. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think I've been thinking on this this week. What was the first thing God did after Eve ate the fruit, gave to Adam? After they ate the fruit, what's the first thing God did? Did he come in in punishment? He said, hey, where are you? He drew near. Isn't that cool? Isn't that so good? Yeah. He wanted relationship. And Mm -hmm. that same God who walked with them in the cool of the day is the one who put on our flesh you know yeah entered humanity to say not only am i going to draw near to you in the garden in perfection when you you had me <laughs> and you chose a fruit mm-hmm. but i'm going to come into your world i'm going to hurt like you hurt i'm going to long like you long i'm going to you know yeah yeah which is really amazing you know and when you have to that, draw near yeah that's how we deal with that cognitive dissonance yeah you know uh of going like oh man i'll never be like the deity right because that's the cognitive dissonance you're not measuring up right i am not standards (laughs) right right i am not i cannot yeah there's only two things to do either you measure up to a moral standard Mm -hmm. or you change the moral standard right 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 yeah right and many people change the moral standard right they just go like oh okay i'm gonna do what eve did Mm -hmm. you know right i'm gonna surely i shall not die surely i shall not die i'm gonna gonna change that that's right yeah you go that direction Mm. And, and that's, that's kind of, you know, the interesting thing. I think people in the church, you know, have to have a real good foundation of the grace of God mm-hmm. and the mercy of God. Because without those, you really can't deal honestly with your junk. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, and as you know, dealing with an outward thing is just one thing. Yeah. But then there's all this other stuff. Yeah. You know, that's within. Yep. You know, and how many people like it's interesting, like in the when you hear trans stories mm. or queer, even queer stories okay. or, or homosexual stories, lesbian stories. Mm-hmm. It's always like I didn't feel right, or mm-hmm. I didn't feel this, or mm-hmm. I didn't feel that, or I, you know. But I wonder if we all are that way. Oh, yeah. Like, if we all feel awkward. Awkward, yeah. You know? I mean, I can, off the top of my head, come up with several circumstances in my life where I'm like, well, I didn't feel like whatever, doing the thing that I knew God you know, wanted me to do in that situation with my sexuality. Yeah. So, yeah, we all have those places, whether it's your sexuality or something else, but we all have those places where our, our feelings are saying one thing that's in opposition. There's this surely shall not die moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, where you're either going to humble yourself yep. and submit to the accountability of creator God or say, hey, I'll be my own sovereign. Right. Yeah. And then the time of your death will draw near. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, usually what we'll do as human beings is we'll just hold fast to our accolades. Sure. You know. Sure. You know. Yeah. Thinking that that's going to help us. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's an interesting idea, right? Yeah. That that if, if there is a deity that we could somehow win the deity over mm. by our accolades. Right. And we th- you think of how small we are yeah. on such a small little planet uh, yeah. in a small little universe. And if we're all such messes, but yeah. then we're saying, you know, look, look at this heap of praise from all these nasty <laughs> things, you know, isn't it enough? Doesn't it look great? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. But that's how we deal with these that. filthy rags. You know? Yeah. That's how we deal with our our dissonance. Sure. You know, that distortion that's in us that's like. But then I think of what does he tell us, though, to do? Come boldly before the throne of grace. Yeah. You know, because we, we do biff it all the time. We cannot be like God. We are not like God. We are not good. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, like you said, the Christian has to have a great understanding of grace. Come boldly before the throne of grace. Yeah. He put on our flesh. He drew near. Very first thing in the garden, as soon as sin and death entered, you know. He's a relational God. I mean, he went to all these lengths to to close the gap, you know, that we put there. It's awesome. Check out runninglight.org to begin our two video series, Take Flight and Love or Lust. You can also send us questions on Twitter at Running Light or on our runninglight.org podcast page. Like us on Facebook at Running Light Ministries, Psalm 36.8. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures.